learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership insight and advice. Welcome to season two of She Leads podcast, leadership empowerment for women of color. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, a mother, businesswoman, and leader. Our guest for today is Octoria Robinson. Vibrant, full of life, wisdom, joy, and freedom would be a few words to describe the powerful Octoria Robinson. She is the mother of five amazing children. Octoria has over 16 combined years of business management business analysis, and executive leadership experience, as well as a Six Sigma Greenbelt certification in process improvement. She's an independent certified coach, teacher, and speaker with the John Maxwell team. She holds an associate's degree in business administration, a bachelor's degree in marketing, a master's in Christian leadership, and is presently enrolled in Seminary Bible College, pursuing her second master's in divinity. Octoria also holds a number of business training and coaching certifications. Octoria is an ordained evangelist and serves as an executive pastor under the leadership of Bishop Dr. John and Pastor Marlon Gracia of Legacy Church in Tampa, Florida. Octoria is the founder of Launch Now Corp and host of the Now to Next show. Through her multiple business ventures, she serves as a professional trainer, consultant, success coach, instructor, a mentor to business owners, ministers, and leaders, philanthropist, and a motivational speaker. And she is also a published author. Her life is fueled both personally and professionally by her relationship with God. Octoria has a special gift to establish new beginnings, unlock purpose, transition people to the next level, activating gifts, and releasing transformation to individuals. Without further ado, Leadership Empowerment with Octoria Robinson. Okay, so Octoria, I read your bio and I love your passion to foster success in your clients by establishing new beginnings, unlocking purpose, and transitioning people to the next level. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. You're welcome. I wake up almost five o'clock in the morning just thinking of ways I can enrich people's lives that I have the opportunity of touching. That's awesome. That's one of my goals to actually start waking up towards five. So pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Octoria, I would like to thank you for taking the time to be a guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. We appreciate you blessing us with your insight today. Well, it's a pleasure and an honor. Awesome. So now let's talk about leadership. So I myself feel that every person is a leader in one shape or form, whether they realize it or not. Would you agree, Octoria? I absolutely agree. I personally believe that the greatest and most important person that you'll ever lead in your life is yourself. 
and the value and emphasis and intentionality that you place behind self-management and leadership will literally just leak over into those that you lead and the value that you bring to those forms of leadership. Yes, I totally agree. And I like that term, self-management. That is very important. And a lot of people don't consider that, you know, you lead yourself every day. So you are in turn a leader in your own light. So Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So can you tell us when you realized you were a leader and what or who helped you to come to this realization? I think when I, I guess there were two phases. When I saw the impact of the lack of leadership in my own personal life, that opened my eyes to actually desire true leadership. I developed a personal vision, a personal purpose, something that I was passionate and committed and determined to see in my life. That would have happened around the age of 26. I had experienced lots of failure, even some moderate success, but it it was not truly centered around my life's purpose. So it was just more or less doing things, but not those things that brought life to me and brought brought joy to my everyday. And it brought that real sense of I'm making a true difference and I'm put on this planet to do. So again, it was when I target that aim, that thing to focus on something worth me leading my life, my intentions, and my life's talents toward. Yes, I totally agree. And that sounds very similar to my story. That's kind of where I got my first desire was from lack of leadership and then kind of just feeling like, okay, I'm, I've attained success, but it doesn't feel like this is it. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Thanks for sharing that. Okay. So in my upcoming book, The Code of Leadership, The If-Then Process, I outline my experiences and lessons that have helped me to become a better leader with the intention of helping others do the same. Octoria, can you share what you would consider to be your code of leadership and why? I think there are two things and principles that I would apply to my code of leadership. And I would probably even, and using my own words, I would call it my, my leadership culture, the culture that I have cultivated in me and that, that permeates through my lifestyle and my decisions and how I think and, and build, build my life around that. So the first one would be authenticity, like being real and really being real. I was so convinced that I needed to look apart that I wasn't doing the work to actually achieve in its most sincerest form. So I had a whole bunch of forms of success, the perfect picture, making six figures, driving a great car, living in the right neighborhood. All those things had the illusion of true success, but it really wasn't at the essence of who I am. It, it was just what I thought others wanted to see or, or what would make me accepted by other people. But when I got to that right page of 26 that I spoke about a little earlier, it's when I started to recognize who the real Octoria is. And I had to begin to love me for my authentic self and what my true gifts, my true talents, and my true purposes were. So authenticity at its essence is super, super important. People don't just want to follow a good idea. They want to follow a good person. And that goodness has to come from within, from the the depth of who a person is. The second thing would be bold communication. I would have called myself 10 years ago, a person that didn't hold anything back and I'm, I'm going to just tell you like it is. And if you don't like it, you got to kind of deal with it. Mm-hmm. But that's not true. Bold communication. That's rude communication. Mm. Bold communication's whole goal is connection. It's about 
relationally serving and and achieving success with those that you are you have a purpose to do that with true vision cannot be accomplished by one particular person vision always requires others so bold communication is not only the source of transmitting and communicating vision that connects the pieces but it's the system that sustains those connections through the difficult periods and when you got to address things that need to change and when you have to make transitions and when you're when you're experiencing success and when you're not. So those will be my two core cultural core principles that I really guard and guide my personal leadership off of. Off of. It would be authenticity and bold communication. Okay. Thanks for that. I like that. And I like that your title for it, leadership culture. That was awesome. And I do agree. Authenticity and true, bold communication are definitely two great leadership traits to have and necessary to be a great leader. So thanks for sharing. Okay. So I believe all leaders experience failure. I myself, I don't like to consider them failures. I like to consider them lessons, take more of an optimistic view. But Victoria, can you share your view on failure and what it means to you? I believe that all true success and greatness is obtained through failure. You've got to find, I talk to my clients a lot about this. Once you have discovered a why, a purpose, a vision that is worth falling down and repeatedly experiencing that until you are able to arrive to that point, what motivated you to get started in the first place, then you're not truly ready to handle the full breadth of success. It requires you taking those calculated risks. It requires you being confident in your in your mark. And even though the process, you may feel uncertain along the journey, but you're so confident in your mark, your target, your aim, that you're going to continue to move forward towards it no matter what. So you, you cannot have true success or greatness without being equally passionate and open it, open about experiencing failure. Yes, thanks for that. I definitely agree. True success does happen with failure because it teaches us what not to do or that we need to do something differently. But to get to your goal, you're going to have to fail one way or another to actually be successful. So thanks for that. So, Octoria, can you share one time you failed as a leader and tell us what you learned from that experience that helped you to become a better leader? Oh, my goodness. I could tell you a hundred times, but I'll stick to the one time that you asked me. And I'll stick actually with a recent experience. I have a team that I'm nurturing and cultivating at launch now type of a leader, a part of my leadership culture that needed to be transformed that I wasn't clear on until this experience came about was that I like to hide things and make things look perfect. So we were preparing for some, some training with my new team members as I'm helping them to assimilate into the culture of launch now. And there were some particular things that I needed in the room that I wanted to present in. But at that time, my finances for the company couldn't support me purchasing them. So I'm like racking my brain, like how, uh, make this happen so it looks like how I want it to look and leave that impression that I want to leave on even that person that's presenting. Still didn't have those pieces that I wanted. And I felt like I had a revelation. And my revelation was that, Octoria, you don't truly experience the support and hope that you need because you don't truly allow people to see what you truly need. So I instantly like felt this like super 
convicting moment where when I got in and before the training, I confessed to my team that, look, I haven't been leading you guys well. Because the reality is, is I have not expressed just what value and what potential you have here to be great and, and to grow and to be resourceful because I've concealed aspects of the vision and the business that if I would just show it to you guys, then you, it will probably draw on more of the greatness inside of you. And I haven't given you that opportunity. So the lesson that I learned in that was that as a leader, we can sell those that we need if we try to lead every area and every aspect of stuff and don't make room for the people who are, are supporting our vision that are hired to be a part of progressing it forward and you don't get the most out of them and you're not able to give your best to them as well. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. I love that. And I heard basically uh, to be transparent is uh, very necessary as a leader and it allows people to help you and to save you from parts of failing or from failing mm-hmm. in different aspects. Thank you. Okay. So, Octoria, do you feel it's easier, harder, or requires the same effort to be a female leader in the entrepreneur ecosystem and why? I think it, it depends on what type of a mindset you have. Whatever you set your mind on is what you set your life up for. So, if I set my mind on it, it's going to be a struggle, it's going to be a strain that I'm not going to be received so on and so forth, and that's literally what I'm setting my life up for. I personally choose to set my mind on my vision, and I'm willing to do the work, whether it's around men, women, young, old, multicultural, whatever the diversity, those dynamics, I don't choose to set my mind to have a target and try to create a life around that. I try to create a life around my vision. And again, remaining committed, remaining focused, remaining determined to see my vision happen. Okay. Thanks for that. Yes. And I do agree. And I love your outlook there because it is all about the power of the mind. And if you think it's harder, it will be harder. But if you don't, then things will open up for you. So I do like that perspective. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So productivity is a hot topic right now, as it should be. Many people want to know how to do more with less and be efficient. As a successful leader, this is a must. Octoria, do you have any productivity tips to share with our listeners? I probably would. I'm a big cultural developer. I believe that if the culture of desiring to achieve those success points, meaning that the team or that leader has bought into their vision, then productivity should be more of an organic fruit of someone who's burning with vision rather than something that I'm striving for. Because if if you start striving, you'll live striving. But if you begin with that self-motivation and that inner determination, then that's what will continue to be fuel upon your fire, even in the absolute most difficult circumstances. Because the thing that's the driving force is not how much I can get done or what it's going to cost me. It's more like I know that I found something that is worth me giving my effort 100% every single day. It literally shifts your mind from I got to do to I get to do. 
I get to make my vision happen. I get to achieve my goals. It's, it's coming from a complete different frequency when you have, have determined that this is something I get to apply my resources, my wisdom, my time, my talent to instead of, you know, maybe you're having a lower energy day and you're like, oh man, I got to know that that's in the mind. And you could pay thousands and thousands of dollars to get a, a really high level expert consultant to come in. But if your mind is in that place, all of that is just going to be a great head knowledge with not a real, without real soil in your mindset to actually produce any results within your business. So I think again, it's about turning your mind to the right place. Do I wake up saying I have to do this? Or, or do I wake up saying I get to do this? Because whatever I am walking in, in my culture of productivity is what I'm going to transmit into my team. And that's what my leadership impact is going to have on them. With my team, we're, we're small in number, but we're big in impact because I go after the heart. The very first week of people working with me, it's nothing but heart and vision. I'm not teaching or talking to them about the job at all because if I can get that vision burning in them, guess what? They'll burn for the vision and they will help increase productivity in ways my mind couldn't possibly conceive because they've owned it. They're owning their part and and helping our vision come about and helping the people that we open the doors up and, and make the investments and sacrifices that we do to be in business. Okay. Thanks for that. I, I like that. I like that. So what I heard was don't focus so much on productivity, focus on self-motivation because when you're motivated, you will be productive. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So Octoria, can you share an experience that blessed your leadership and tell us what the outcome or the takeaway that you learned was? When I accepted a role, because I've had the privilege of leading in corporate, nonprofit as well as ministry. But I think one of the most recent transformational experiences that blessed my leadership is when I accepted a role as an executive pastor of a growing church. Let me tell you something. I did not have a clue as to what I was in store for in spite of all that I knew and all that I had hoped to do. And I felt as though I had the capacity. I didn't know. I legitimately didn't, so I began to operate in my role, and I discovered from a great mentor in the city, as I'm starting out, I feel the frustration hitting me because, again, I didn't realize how how difficult the role would be. I'd never led in that way before, and he spent some time time with me, rather, and he told me, Victoria, I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is going to be one of your greatest lessons that you're going to learn as a leader. Things don't start wrong. They end, I mean, they don't end wrong. They start wrong. So basically what he was calling me out on is that if I frustrated leader, I'm going to end up leading in frustration and exit my leadership in that role frustrated. So what that had me to do is really take my eyes off of what I felt like needed to be fixed and changed and transformed and system, et cetera. And I had to put my eyes on myself. Like, okay, Toria, really, what's going on in your heart? Because if you take this frustration into your leadership, it's going to literally be the foundation that you build from. And that is not going to produce the results that you want to see. So that was a lesson that whenever I'm starting something new, I always guard my heart and I say, Toria, how are you starting this? Have you, I believe that there are three soils that anything is developed off of. One is from frustration. Another is from desperation. And another is from inspiration. So those are the things that 
I check, am I doing this in frustration or am I desperate or is this a really a God breathe? Cause my faith is super important to me. Is this is a, is, is this a God breathe thing that a God timing thing that I, I believe in my ability to move forward in it. So that's what I, that's, what's really blessed me. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. And I like that insight into where is your motivation coming from? Frustration, desperation, or inspiration. So thanks for that. Yes. And we definitely need to be aware of where we're coming from. Absolutely. Okay. So, Octoria, can you offer our listeners the best advice you have as a leader or have ever received from a leader and tell us how you've implemented it into your life? I think the best advice I've heard and received and accepted as truth and really put into action in my leadership, it may sound like I'm being repetitive, guys, but it's be you. If you are trying to model or remodel your life based off of someone else's leadership style or preferences or success that you'd like to share in, then you're setting yourself up for struggle and stress. The most ease that came upon me legitimately leading from my place of purpose and passion is when I allowed myself to be me. Did that mean that I was perfect? No. Nope. Did that mean I didn't need development? No. Nope. But what that meant was that I was able to actually deal with the areas now where I do need to mature and I knew I do need to grow. Anything that's hidden is usually missed, meaning missed in the sense that it can't be redirected. It can't because we're, we're hiding in it and concealing it. But true leaders have to lead from being themselves, being authentic, being transparent, because that is what really inspires and touches the hearts of the people that will choose to follow and build with them. Yes. Thanks for that. I totally agree. Be you. Everyone else is taken. Thanks for that. And it is. That's when you really have a true self-satisfaction, you know, and you can actually grow and and learn and, and just keep going once you just accept yourself and enjoy being yourself. Thanks for that. Okay. So you made it to the finish line. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel good. I'm so grateful to, again, have the opportunity to share and encourage people who are leading or aspiring to lead or desiring to take their leadership to the next level. Yes. Thank you for that. Okay. Well, I want to thank you again for being my guest on She Leads Podcast, Leadership Empowerment for Women of Color. But before we part, do you want to give our listeners your contact information or mention any events, products, services, and ventures that they would benefit from knowing about? Absolutely. Guys, if you want to remain or get connected with me through Launch Now, I'd encourage you to find us on the web at launchnowus.com. All of our Instagram and Facebook and all that good jazz is, is found on there as well. We'd love to share value, build you in your journey, and help you to successfully launch out of your now to your next. That's our passion. I'd also encourage you guys to grab my latest book. Oh, my goodness. I'm so pumped about it. All the information about it will be found on our website again. It will enrich you. It will challenge you. And most importantly, it will inspire you to be the absolute greatest person you could ever, ever be. So I look forward to connecting with you guys soon. Okay. Octoria, thanks again. I definitely appreciate you sharing your insight today. You're very welcome.
really enjoyed this interview with Octoria. I love Octoria's mindset on how we should approach life. Looking at things from a perspective of getting to do versus having to do definitely changes the atmosphere. To get to do something is a privilege, while to have to do something is an obligation. Our to-dos should be a privilege as they are our opportunities to show our greatness. What you see depends not only on what you look at, but also on where you look from. A quote by James Deacon. I admire Octoria's growth in realizing the importance of being transparent, especially during unpleasant times. Needing help can put you in a vulnerable state, which is uncomfortable, yet needed for people to assist you. We cannot go at life alone if we intend to be successful, as we do not have all the answers. Asking for help is a true sign of strength and also empowers others to be the leaders that are needed at the moment. If we appear not to need help, we will never get the help that we need. I can relate to Octoria's desire to be a good leader after being led by underdeveloped leaders as I experienced the same. As with Octoria, I decided to be the change I wanted to see in the world. This is often much easier said than done as I have taken on many of the negative characteristics of the leaders who influenced my life over time. I have to be deliberate and intentional in choosing to change my outlook and my actions in my continual quest to be a successful leader. A quote by Richard Rohr reads, pain that is not transformed is transmitted. Nicole Walker's takeaway for this week. Octoria made a statement that really stuck out to me, which was, things don't end wrong, they start wrong. According to Octoria, we must look at ourselves in all circumstances to truly assess the situation correctly. My takeaway for this week is to pay attention how I am starting all aspects of my life, from waking up in the morning to taking on new tasks and ventures, as I now understand that how I start will be indicative of how I end. This is true ownership of ourselves and the things that occur around us. I will make it my business to begin with the end in mind, as suggested in The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen R. Covey. According to Stephen R. Covey, a great way to begin with the end in mind is to develop a personal mission statement and to use that statement to guide all that you do. And now we have Nicole Walker's Leadership Challenge of the Week. We want to hear from you. We would love to know your thoughts about leadership empowerment with Octoria Robinson. What did you learn? What did you agree with? What did you like? Or you can tell us what you did not like, what you do not agree with, or what you think should be changed. Go to Facebook at She Leads Podcast and let us know. Respondents will be entered into a random drawing for a Genius is Common t-shirt. Thanks, and until next time, be empowered and empower on.